telling them, look, my brothers don't die, we just rossy bop. I tell you, I got to link me at the coffee shop. Getting freaky in the sheets, we're taking body shots. Then I finish with a fish and just to top it off. My brothers don't die, we just rossy bop. Welcome to the Kumpofo Podcast, the only podcast for random guests to come in and preempt the two hosts. I'm you're not sorry. a random guest, you're like our most frequent guest. Yeah, you're like, we have on my uh, work show, we have a third person who um, is a guest so frequently, I I borderline call him a host in the show notes when he's on. <laughs> That's you. I appreciate that. Thank you, guys. All right, because we didn't answer the John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt question. What do they yell when I go out? Um, Presumably, John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt. How do, how, do so, you, how do you not know? Just because they yell John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt when he goes out, doesn't mean that they're not yelling it when you go out as well. What is it that somebody yells at another person and you, and you don't say like either they say it about me or they say it about the both of us? I don't know, Joey. Right. So <laughs> if if I were to say like, oh, there's Joey Rubenstein, when people go out, people say, hey, Joey. I would say when people go out, they say to me, hey, Joey. <laughs> I wouldn't even think to say Joey Rubenstein. But maybe, but maybe you weren't talking about yourself in the song. You were talking about your friend John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt, and you're just talking about how. We- <laughs> maybe you're just reflecting on the fact that like John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt is a wild name, and two people in the same neighborhood have it. Okay, okay. Do you want to hear about wild names, guys? So I have a friend here in um, in uh, in New York that I have a lot of tent about, but we're not going to get to most of the tent about her. But her name her, her name is Jossie, and she went to public school. Um, and in public school, there was a person whose name was L A, then a dash, and then the letter A, and her name was Ladasha. Twist. That was That's her crazy. Name. But not Ladasha, like L A D A S H A. L A, then a dash, and then A, and her name was Ladasha. Wait, but like, that's honestly a very strong move. Was it a dash or a hyphen? Because that's like crucial. Like if it was like just a hyphen, it would be really misleading. <laughs> no, it was a dash. Wait, so it's a like, dash or an n dash? That's what I'm saying. It, yeah, n dash, n dash. Also, Tani, you see that um, dresser in the back of Ezra's room? Also, Ezra, if you're gonna be on video, you should really make your bed. Um, but you see that dresser in the back of his room? Is that like the dresser from Marilyn Dorms? I was lit as soon as you pointed it out. I knew where you were going with that. Absolutely, it definitely is. <laughs> Oh, all right, all right are we, we ready to start yeah did we start the pod already or? oh yeah we did absolutely i want all i already uh, the only pod yeah, no that one, starts no one, at 7 30 it says in the agenda but no one's threatened to castrate anybody yet i imagine joey owes you one it's implicit yeah <laughs> the implication yeah. is there at all times it's looming wow yeah. uh, all right avi all right avi well now that we're here uh We've got some odds and ends to tie up, and Ezra's team, heads up, is in the Super Bowl for anybody who, for some reason, might have missed the NFC Championship game. Uh, just a quick heads up, Ezra's Including team is... Including Ezra. Oh. The joke was implied, Joey. The joke was implied. Tani, we have, we have dozens of listeners, especially on Ezra episodes. <laughs> So I don't know. Actually, I was I was talking today in shul to Hannah Garbo, and she was telling me that she actually hasn't listened to one of my episodes yet, but she listened to the Rubenstein episode. She should listen to Implied Careful. Warranty of Habitability. That's our best episode. Yeah, <laughs> but the sound quality shots on that. It is a very good episode, though. It was a fun well, I mean, episode. just by downloads. That one's over 60 downloads. 60? No way. I'm telling you, dude. People, people um, want to heal really serious Jacob Sachs content, apparently. 
forgot we I forgot. No, 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 no. Implied warranty of habitability was the one at the beginning of the season. Yeah, we had like yeah, a Yeah, yeah, we, we talked about it. We talked about Jacob Sacks. That makes sense. It's very on brand. Did I did I tell you about enemy of the podcast? Honestly, it's not my enemy, but who cares? Um David Kravitz at Benjamin Kreitman's wedding. No, please. Oh no, no. please start there. This is perfect. Yeah. So he was at our table and um Orn Hershander was talking to Nathan Denikoff about Jacob Sachs, right? Wait, this is a wild table. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Max Meyer was also there. And <laughs> what? So we're, um... Why was this not at LCQ? LCQ, who is sitting at this table with Joey Hellhouse? Yeah, that's a real. It's like a month ago, honestly. So <laughs> it's been a month. You know, the season's over. You guys haven't listened to the wonderful end of season podcast. So, what do you ask? I listen to the Joey podcast. Askcast doesn't count. It's not, it's not, like, honestly, it's good content. Like, genuinely, I tried to make it uh, good for everybody. All right, continue with the story. We have a lot to get to. <laughs> really so cool. Nathan Zenikoff was talking to Orrin Hirschhander. This also should probably be, like, deeper in the episode, but whatever. Um, and David Kravitz was at our table. And um, Nathan's talking to Hirschhander about, you know, just standard uh, Jacob Stack stuff. Like, I think that he was engaged, you know, yada, yada, yada. And then apparently... Kravitz like left the table during that. I wasn't really paying attention, but Brian Horowitz um, later <laughs> came to us and it's like, guys, you got Kravitz really angry because good. Kravitz good. is good friends with Jacob Sachs. And um, Brian also said that he like heard Kravitz talking to um, Rabbi Shields about whether they're going to go to Eretz Yisrael to Jacob's wedding. Wow. Rabbi Shields is a limp fucking dick. <laughs> Rabbi Shields has been has been very helpful in the in the Jacob Sachs thing. But um I think I would both things can be true. Both things can be true. But I would like to say something else about Kravitz, if that's okay. Can I say something about Kravitz? This is the Kamfufu podcast. The host, if if there uh, was ever a podcast to talk about Jacob Sachs or or David Kravitz, it's this one. Yeah. Um, uh, or maybe Jude Eisen's podcast. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you who can't see, because it's an audio visual podcast, uh, Tani literally just spit took. Like, literally a spit take from Tani. It's not very FP to be drinking while potting either. Lots of people do it. It's like, very normal, Joey. Yeah. Uh, I got anyways. this large bottle of alcohol and I'm not touching it. Joey's holding anyways, up rubbing alcohol. Anyways, uh, Kravitz, I would like to say this one thing about Kravitz. Um, Kravitz, I don't know if you guys know this, but um, he's a fascist. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's definitely enemy of, of mine. Also, also, I would like to point out that Joey Elf and I had a great interaction involving Brian Horowitz. What is it? I don't know if Joey remembers. He gave Joey a lift back. Yes. From the wedding, from from which wedding? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, from, this was Shim Shim from Shim's wedding. He gave he gave Joey a lift back from from Shim's from Shim's wedding, right? In yeah, the I middle, I find a transcript if we're yeah. if we're just, if we're, right. in this you middle, go, you go. in the middle of this lift back. I didn't know that Joey was getting a lift back from him. I get a text from Joey. Hey, Ezra, do you know Brian Horowitz? And I was like, yes. And Joey's like, what do you know about Brian Horowitz? And I proceed to give him a laundry list of things that I knew about Brian Horowitz. His dad including gives the, bad for in, Including the fact that I had seen him in shul that Shabbos and like nodded at him and he had not acknowledged me because I don't think he knew who I was. Right? Well, he didn't know who you were. And then, <laughs> and, then, and then Joey was like, that's very impressive. 
I'm, he's giving me a lift back and we were talking and he said, I know who Ezra Newman is, but I'm pretty sure who Ezra Newman doesn't, that Ezra Newman doesn't know who I am. And Joey was like, I guarantee you that Ezra knows more about you than you know about him. <laughs> and it was very true. That is All right, here's, obvious. Yeah. Here's everything. I, I messaged Newman. What do you know about Brian Horowitz? And then Ezra immediately just shoots back. He just he 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 just went through this. We don't need to double. No, 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 I immediately immediately write back. Go read it. It's boom. He lives in D.C. He went to the academy a bit older than me. He's here, married to one of the Laval girls, I think. He's really good friends with Mira and Kleeman. Make that make make of that what you want. He's also good friends with Avi Gross, which is uh, a positive because Avi Gross is a nice guy. We both dove into Darche Noam yesterday, and when he sat down near me, I kind of nodded at him, and he gave me a look like, "Do I know you?" <laughs> that's good that's good that's good honestly it's crazy that we've gone this far it's 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 10 we're 10 minutes in we haven't done an lcq so all right so we I'll, should I'll we should it. get involved I'll hit, I'll hit it so i was on a date on thursday uh, night Baruch Hashem. It was first, only first four more to go with this girl <laughs> no this is number three um first only time, two more to go with this girl first time first time something like this happened to me we decided we were going to go to this place called manhattan cricket club which is a speakeasy, like in like on 79th. It's a nice place. I've what been does there that before. entail? Um, what going to this place? And I was going there like and getting what, drinks. What What is a speakeasy it's, after it's, the ratification of the what is it? 21st it's, Amendment. It's, it's a normal a bar. bar. It's a normal bar that happens to be hidden behind a door. Okay. Um, but like anyways, most things also yeah. behind doors. Yeah. <laughs> but it's a solid door. Not, you can't see through. Not SAR. <laughs> Very true. Anyways, we went there and um, the restaurant was closed permanently. I mean, the speakeasy was closed permanently. Just didn't exist anymore. That's so annoying. Yeah. So we went somewhere else. But anyways, while we were while we were on the date, um, she said to me, she was like, one time I was in Ithaca and I was getting a tour and someone told me about the Ithaca hour. Do you know about it? And I was like, what's the Ithaca hour? And she's like, how do you not know about it? You went to Cornell for four years. Like, how do you and not know about the Ithaca hour? Not, not just that you went to Cornell for four years. You're Ezra freaking Newman, who when he <laughs> touches something, say, I don't know, Brian Horowitz, he learns everything about it. <laughs> so I was like, so I was like, I've never heard of this. She's like, how do you not know about it? It's the local currency in Ithaca. I was like, what? She's like, yeah, Ithaca has a local currency. It's the oldest local currency in the entire United States. I learned about it. I learned about it on this tour that I was on in Ithaca. And I was like, that's wild that I don't know about this. So when well, she it makes sense because the only currency that Ezra, Ezra uses that he wheels and deals in gossip. Or smooches. <laughs> uh, definitely not smooches, definitely gossip. But anyway, <laughs> so, 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 so I was like shocked I didn't know this. So um, I was really intrigued. So when she went to the bathroom, I looked it up. Now, here's the LCQ. When did the local currency, the Ithaca Hour, the oldest local currency in the United States, start? Oldest United States, Ithaca, New York, 1627. Wait, wait, it's real? Yeah, it's a real thing. One wow. Ithaca Hour is worth about $10. I was, I was literally certain that you were about to say... And now we're not going on a fourth date because she believed in some like hoax. No, it's a real thing. When the, 1627, Joey said, what are you going to Tony, he's not going to not go on a fourth date. He has manners. 1710. Nope. The answer? 1991. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> there's some guy who like in 1991 decided that there should be a local currency for Ithaca. So he started it and he like got, he was like really forceful and like went to a lot of town meetings and got them to like a lot of people to start using it. But then the currency, and then it inspired a bunch of other cities like Madison, Wisconsin to get their own local currencies. But then- well, What do they do? Do they work? Do stores they, accept they, them? Some stores accept them, but then it started going downhill in the mid 2010s, like about five or six years ago. People stopped really using it. Stores start, stopped accepting it really. Do you want to know why it started going downhill? Because the guy's a jackass? No, because the guy who started it moved to a different city. <laughs> Honestly, why? Did he, did he try to start a new currency in that city? I hope so. I really, honest to God, hope so. Wow. Well, but, uh, let, let me take the next one. Yeah, you uh, got here's, here's a wild piece of information I learned yesterday. Travis Scott is not Travis Scott's name. I mean, it's believable. Is it Quintoris Lopez? No. What is LCQ? What is Travis Scott's real name? Okay. So I'll, I'll break it down this way. The most prominent Travis in my life, Travis Kelsey. The most prominent Scott in my life, Scott Marshall Aleph. So I'll say, I'll say Kelsey Marshall. That Why wouldn't you sound... go Marshall Kelsey? <laughs> Kelsey Marshall. I'm saying Kelsey like the girl's name, Kelsey. <laughs> Um, no, I'm pretty sure. So, like, name, not spelled like the tight end. I'm pretty sure his uh, his first name is Kylie's and his last name is Bitch. <laughs> no, it's Jacques Jacques Webster. <laughs> I know. That's wild. Jacques, Jacques. Web Webster. Know what That's, I saw? Why is it that people? Wait, wait, Joey. One sec. Why is it that people who have great, really great names choose to have much lamer names. Like Quintoras Lopez switched to Julio Jones and Jacques Webster just to Travis Scott. It makes no sense to me. Jacques Webster is way too refined a name <laughs> for, for the person Travis Scott is. <laughs> All he right. once incited a riot so that the people in his crowd would attack one of the other people in his crowd. I saw him kick a fan in the face one time. He's <laughs> That's crazy. Pretty wild. That's pretty yeah. wild. All right, Joey. Well, what you're saying, I need to find it. Yeah, it's like um, there's a character that does like a cologne magnate in the show Parks and Rec whose name is Dennis Feinstein. Yeah. But his birth name is Dante Fierro. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. People make such bad choices, you know? Oh, man. Oh, man. Agreed. All right, Joey, what's your LCQ? Well, Tani, you going to say your Dwartara? Oh, no, we're, I, we, we're, we're rotating. We're, Ezra, no, we're Ezra rotating. also has one. Yeah, then we're gonna oh, go back. Okay. We're gonna go back to Tani, and then we'll go back to me because my my LCQ, my second LCQ needs to be the ender. Okay, last <laughs> night, last night I played a board game. Where do you? I don't know if cows? you guys know about the. I don't know if you guys know about this board game, What's but I'll say it is inherently extremely offensive for absolutely no reason. That's my that's my context. In this low context quiz. Okay. Okay, it's a board game. That yeah, yeah. Dafka board game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's not like cards. It's not, it's not like cards against humanity. It's not what the meme. It's it's made by the same guy as Cards Against Humanity, but it's much more of a, like a game than that. Oh. Like there's a start and end kind of thing. Got it. Go on. What's no, the question? To guess the name of the game, I assume. Yeah, yeah. Do you know the name of the game? No, I don't have a clue. What is it? What the fuck? It's called Secret Hitler. <laughs> I've heard for, of this game actually. I've heard of this game actually. For absolutely no reason. Like the the, the way the game is, just in uh, basic, there are so we are playing, we are playing with um seven people. So there's four people that are in the liberal party, two people that are fascists, 
call him David Kravitz and his wife, and one person that's the secret Hitler. So the fascists know who Hitler is. Hitler knows he's Hitler, but that's all he knows. And like the whole thing is you need to like get Hitler elected. It's kind of like mafia. But like they could call it secret spy. You know, there's nothing, there's no reason to bring Hitler into this. And like, as you guys know, I'm not an easy person to offend by any means. But can you imagine if they use any other warlord or bigot against, if they use like an African warlord who killed people from Africa, like no way that would fly. And like, I, I genuinely find it offensive that they used someone who's famous for killing 6 million Jews. Cause you cannot do that with any other class. Of people. Joey, Joey, can I ask you a question? We have a board game in our apartment here in New York called Donald Trump, the game. If you walked into Nicole Burrell's apartment with secret Hitler and Donald Trump, the game, which one do you think she would be more offended by? <laughs> the question's I would hope itself. secret. I would hope secret Hitler, because I assume Donald Trump, the game is actually about Donald Trump. So like there is a reason that it's about Donald Trump as opposed to secret Hitler, which is just there to be inflammatory. We've never played Donald Trump the game, so I have no idea. So you just willingly gave money to Donald Trump? Um, well, apparently well, my apartment mates bought it before he was elected president, and they were planning on playing it after he lost, but then he didn't lose. Is it made by Donald Trump or made by liberal people? I think it's probably made by, like, it's probably made by whoever produces The Apprentice. It's probably like an Apprentice-style okay. game. Okay, so, like, that's a reason to be called Donald Trump the game. Like, I'm perfectly fine with that. His whole thing is that he's a brand. Yeah, so I, I give Vartor at Shul on Friday night. Um, shh, shh, very hush, very hush. Well, this guy, this guy Seth, is in charge and like always does it. No one ever says yes to him. So when he asks me, I say yes. But obviously, wow. I, I'm not writing my own Vartor for real. So I go to VBM, LCQ. Oh, very good. Very LCQ. Good. Yeah. Which which Gush Rebbe did I borrow Vartor from this week? <laughs> no, no, no. Every month doesn't write. Doesn't have different Torah in the VBM. You got to know the VBM. So there's only. <laughs> There's only like, there's only I like. I knew this is going to be a good answer. Yeah, I yeah. feel like we have different levels of context here. So, so there's only like, there's only like three rabbis who yeah, write. Yeah, like the bald who, guy that comes to the academy sometimes. Nah, it's not. Nah, 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 nah. I, I famously Rav dislike Revlib Tag. And Revlib Tag also doesn't. I don't like him either. Revlib Tag does not write on the BBM. There's only three people He's who like have. He's like a smug Kermit the Frog. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I love the, I love Ripley, but that's a wild call. The only thing he's ever he, said he that was like this. He like does this little nut. <laughs> Why do you think Alvaroma do this? I think the least smug thing he's ever said in my presence was Ah yes, you can read the Psukim right. You're from Flatbush. But that's a joke. Yeah, but that's Guys. also the least smug thing I've ever heard him say. Wait, I mean, whole, speaking of Flatbush is just jokes. Speaking of Flatbush and racism, interrupting your thing. Yeah. Is this acceptable? I saw this guy um, who I know. He's like friends with Ami. I saw him on the Metro and he said like, he's moving to be closer to his family. And like, he looks fairly Syrian. And I said like, oh, so it's like, where's your family from? Is your family from Brooklyn? And he's like, yeah. I said like, I'm really assuming that because you look Syrian. Like, did you go to Flatbush? And he's like, yeah. Is that, is that, are you allowed to do that? Is that, is that yeah. against the rules yeah. of no. what yeah, cool. you're, people? You're allowed that's, to do that. That's fine. That's totally yeah. cool. Because <laughs> I was right. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. You're t that's totally fine. That's totally acceptable. All right, but yeah, similarly, similarly. Oh. Joey would, Tani, Tani, Joey, if he has a choice between Torah and racism, you know he wants to talk about racism. <laughs> What's the Slackbot he wrote about that? <laughs> I can't 
right thumb? <laughs> no, no, that was the quarter black one. I don't know. I, th I think there was something about the Torah and sodomy. Oh, yes, yes. That's a different one. That's a different one, yeah. Ezra, who wrote so, the Svar Torah? I need, I need to move on from this. No, no, let Joey finish, then I'll tell you who wrote it. Okay, you guys let me know if this is acceptable. This is going to okay, be a 100 so, minute episode. This is going to be longer a than a Joe Rogan night. show. <laughs> I was at a meal last night. I was at a meal last night. Um, and most of the people at this meal, most of the people at this meal didn't come from like religious backgrounds. And there was an Asian woman there. But someone at the meal like said, like, she just like mentioned offhand, like, oh, everybody here is Jewish, or at least part Jewish. So like I asked the Asian girl about how is she Jewish? I say, is there a backstory? And she's like, no, no backstory. I'm just Jewish. So I drop it. <laughs> but like later, Eugene told me that she was adopted. But like, there is a backstory. She's what adopted. Was, it's not like what, a crazy what, backstory. What was her name? Kayla. Oh. I don't know. You know every Asian adopted Jew? No, but I know multiple. How and, many? All right, so because you know, and I know, and I, and, I, and I know one who lives in DC. No, I because I went to Cornell with one. I know one who lives in DC also. <laughs> but I think her name is like Emily. Actually, the one who lives in DC. She's married to a friend of mine from Cornell named Ben Shartok. Anyway, no, if you find if you find out midway into knowing somebody that's Asian that they are Jewish, are, are you just supposed to pretend that it's not out of the ordinary? I mean, I think if you ask them, is there a backstory, and they say no backstory, they clearly don't want to talk about it. So you right, I dropped it. Again. I dropped it. But like, yeah. He's not There's an animal. He's not an animal. He's he's not a casual Hitler. <laughs> Secret Hitler. Secret, Secret Hitler. Hitler. No, no, no. I oh, was taking yeah, yeah. that uh, taking that idea and running with it. So also, there's this guy that went to this guy at the meal went to Washington, the University of Washington, like in Seattle, and there's like a board game night, and there's no point in the game where you're supposed to do the Nazi salute, but he saw he he said he saw a table of people playing this game just doing the Nazi salute. <laughs> Which really gives further credence to my theory that this game should not be called Secret Hitler. <laughs> Probably not. You're not going to find an argument here. You're just not. So you make a fair oh. point. All right, let's Hitler talk about Tadi's Vartara. Hitler bad. We got it. Was Hitler the one who wrote the Vartara? No. Did you shoot excerpts from Mein Kampf? That'd be a bold move. That'd be a wild move. Uh, no, okay, so there are only three rabbis on the VBM who actually write, like, sensible Dvar Torahs every week that people actually use, who are, um, it's Chanoch Waxman, Rav Chanoch Waxman, um, Rav Amnon Bazak, okay, and Rav Elchanan Samet, okay? Rav Samet's Divrei Torah are way too long, so it's not Rav Samet. I have a hunch it's Rav Waxman. Did you use a Rav Waxman Dvar Torah? No, you didn't even name the guy. Oh, who was it? I'm, I'm going to say it's the OG. Is it like Rabbi Rock or something? Ties reaching back to Rav Lithenstein once, using long words to impress all the ladies. No, was it like Rabbi Rock or something? Ah, crap. Uh, it seems to have disappeared. It says Rav D, and then there's nothing else. <laughs> what? <laughs> it is Rav David's uh, somebody or other. Um, Rav David Leader? No. No, <laughs> David Leader. Beautiful Esrik. That would be a wild that, that Rav David Leader would also be a really good one. So, I was going in my bathroom and I saw growing out of the toilet a beautiful, beautiful Yanver. What was his, what was his name? David what? I live outside the Eruv. I brought the Tvar Torah with me and left it in the Chumash I used. <gasps> oh man, which we don't actually know what who the guy you, is. Ezra, I don't, what's your price? If... Was it Rabbi David Silverberg? Yeah. Okay, fine.
Ezra, what's your price? If you get your first like Jewish speaking gig, like someone pays you yeah. to give a Dvar Torah, some like Shabbat Torah, I don't know, maybe you see that at the Jewish center, like you're really hitting the big time. How much would I have to pay you to just give over a Duffy leader? <laughs> a lot of money. <laughs> a lot of money. I would, I would, if you, if, if I would, someone... <laughs> <laughs> if, oh, if someone if someone asked me to give a share at the Jewish Center, right, and you want me to walk up there with an ethrog and just go a beautiful Yanover, you probably have to pay me like ten grand. <laughs> okay, well, I don't, like I don't want ten grand to go up there and go a beautiful Yanover. What do you what think it would Kranz? cost? What's your price to do it at Kranz? <laughs> at Kranz, I would do it for zero money. You wouldn't have to pay me. I would do that at Kranz. If they asked me to speak at Kranz, I would probably, that would probably be my first instinct. Yeah. Um, if someone paid me to, if someone paid me to do it at Kranz, I'd like hold up my S rug, say beautiful Yanover, and then point to a guy in the audience, say that guy, he fucked that guy's wife. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh um, man, I don't. Oh, I should probably cut that, shouldn't I? No, nah, no, nah, that's fine. That's fine. All right, all right um, fine. Wait, right, wait, wait. Let, uh, wait let me follow up. Yeah. How much would it? Do you think it would cost to get Erica Brown to do that? Because she does give these Jewish speeches so she's all the time. Speaking, she's speaking at the Jewish Center about her new book in like exactly in so, like a two so weeks. Like the, I think. This is. This I gotta is tell her, you, I have, I have it here. Don't yeah, care. Me, this is her me. living. How much would it cost to get her to do that at the Jewish Center? It's well, Sunday, she has February 23rd. She has more to lose. Cause... No, Ezra wants to break in. Who would get in more trouble for, like, blasting an N-bomb? Sam Darnold or Tom Brady? <laughs> both, Darnold, both, both, both. They both get in trouble. Yeah. But who would get in more trouble? Both the rookie. Um, she's speaking Sunday, February 23rd. Um, would you like me to ask her how much it would cost? No, I want <laughs> you to figure it out yourself. Um, I I would guess that she would do it for a thousand dollars. You think that's it? Yeah, a thousand dollars doesn't affect her life in any material way. Yeah, I know, but she also doesn't really care because like she, like people are gonna like if she does this once, people are still gonna hire her. Also, people would probably think it's like super subversive and fun. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like if I did it, people would be like a jerk. All right. Yeah. As All right. tell me about this reunion. All and right, then we so, got to get into it because we've been going for almost a half hour and we haven't done anything. Oh, wow. We've yeah, done but, a lot. <laughs> a lot. Okay. Um, so we'll do this very quick. Um, so we're doing um, a 10th year reunion this year for our Berman Hebrew Academy class. We sent Where? out- At Berman? At Berman, probably. We're unclear. We sent out a, um, a, Google, a Google survey about the, um, about the, um, about the reunion, right? Yeah. Um, and everyone from the grade responded about their availability, about what they wanted, what they wanted to do it, except for ten people. Okay, do you want to see how many of the ten people from my grade you can guess who did not respond to the survey? That's a lot. I know Avi Rubinoff right off the bat. I'm hundred percent. Avi Rubinoff did respond. Zang. Jacob Sachs. Jacob Sachs did respond. Yeah, Jacob Sachs of course responded. David yeah. Shmulian. David Shmulian did not respond. Calder. Calder did respond. Uh, dude, this is crazy. Okay. Yeah. Uh, wait, responded. <laughs> um, uh, uh, Yoni's neighbor Siegel. The Tyra Siegel did respond. Uh, of course, she responded. Yeah. Do you want me to just? I'll tell go you Joseph Tuckman. I've got like just finding a site. Joseph Tuckman responded. Do you want me to just tell you who they were? Yeah. Yeah. All right. It was a not Hershko. 
Okay. Ariel, Ariel Eli. What? I was going to say Ariel Eli. It's another hiding in plain sight person. Yeah. Donnie Singer. Whoa. Damn, yeah. I, I would have thought Donnie would have done it. David Schmillian. Colborn. Elton Mark. Elton Mark. Aton Sterling. Obviously, he doesn't have a computer. Um, <laughs> Jacob, <laughs> Jacob Colburn. He's a Nary Searle. He probably doesn't have a computer. Jacob Colburn. Jacob Colburn's a Nary Searle? <laughs> no, <laughs> that's really. What do you think Jacob Colburn's price is to walk into Nary Searle? <laughs> <laughs> probably a lot of money because he doesn't need money. <laughs> um, Luna Franco, Maya Freund Schwartz, and Miriam Kleeman. Miriam Kleeman, also hiding in plain sight. I know. Probably like asked her through Brian Horowitz. Yeah. <laughs> probably could. Ezra, all you right. Went to, you you went the to part a, you're going to scream at me. Yeah, you went to a fucking play instead of watch your own goddamn team and then NFC Championship game. Like the other year, I went to uh, I went to a play on Broadway with my family who were visiting New York during the Saints Vikings game, and I was really upset. But I, I I'm not a Saints fan. I'm not a Vikings fan. Joey, I Joey, take, I I I am I am I'm too upset. Get get get, get take it away, please. Uh, yeah, Ezra, I think you just gotta pick up all the rub Dessler out there. Really, <laughs> examine your life. Do some real muster. Do you even know the name of the safer of Dessler wrote? Strive for truth. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's Mikhtabeliyahu. Cool. You should read that. You, see, you know a lot and, about it for a guy that hasn't read it. Yeah, <laughs> examine and for, your life. And for a guy who really freaking needs Musser. Yeah. Okay, so first of all, I haven't watched a single 49ers playoff game yet. What? Um, the first one was Saturday night starting at 4. So like, I, I would have missed the first half for Shabbos, and I was away for the weekend, so I was traveling home. And by the time I got home, there were two minutes left in the fourth quarter. Um, the This game, so I actually, I didn't just go to a Broadway play. I went to dinner and a Broadway play, and then I went out to a bar with a girl that I'm not dating. Sounds like just like mistake compounded upon mistake compounded upon mistake. I, I, yeah. Yeah. I mean, eating is good. Like, I'm glad you ate. I'm glad you are um, committed to being cultured. I'm glad you're committed to drinking alcohol. Yeah. I'm glad you're not afraid of the opposite gender. Do you want to know the worst part about this? I, it's a girl. It, we, it, ha- we haven't it's already. Girl, it's a girl that I would like to date. Well, obviously. Uh, <laughs> Thanks. This is really hard. This is I really know. hard to hear. I know. It's rough. It's really rough. But that's Wait, when she was. So, ri- so you just added yourself. You should send her this. This is. This will be. You just no, say. But she knows. She, kn- she knows I want to date her. Oh. Wait. And she like. Yeah. Dang, you cuck. <laughs> She's oh a man. man. Yeah, have no, you talked about cucks on the pod? It's, like, it's not great. It's Sports not great. Episode? I literally, I literally had a phone conversation like, like last, like on Thursday night with a friend of mine who knows her also, who was like, "She's literally using you. You have to just tell her that, like, either we need to like set boundaries in the relationship or we can't be friends." And I was like, "But yeah, I maybe. like her." I was like, "But I like her. I can't do that." And your friend You're was like, "That's the problem." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I should be grown up. I should be older. I should be more mature. I get it. I get it. I get it. Ezra, make your bed, get a dresser not from Commons, <laughs> and don't let this girl eat you on. <laughs> That's right. uh, I hate to see it. Oh, I hate man. to see it. It's bad. On the other side, though, the Niners have not lost in a game that I watched this season. Mm, so what you're saying is 
as long as you don't watch, they're safe. If, if yeah. you do watch, there's a good chance they'll win, but they're safe. Well, if I haven't you don't watched. Watch. I didn't. I haven't watched every Niner game this season. I watched most of them, but I think like I think they're like five and three or six and three in games that I watched, and like nine and zero oh in games that I didn't watch or something. Saying, they're definitely zero and one in games we watched together. Yes, that is true. Oh, that's true. Forgot about that. But um, <laughs> that's my stat. But yeah, yeah. I watched that game. I watched that game. I watched the game they lost to the Falcons, and I watched the game they lost to the Seahawks. Wild that they lost to the Falcons. Yeah, it's also not so impressive that like you watched games that your favorite team plays when there's only sixteen of them. I know eighteen now, but I when I when I when I don't watch, they crush teams. I mean, sometimes when I do watch, they crush teams. I watch I watch them crush the Packers, and I also watch them crush the Panthers. But all right, Tani's gone. What do we what do you want to say? Okay, LF. Here's the here's the thing, right? Next time I see this girl, what should I do? Should I A like pretend that like just keep being me and like keep like indicating to her that I want to go out and hope that eventually she'll want to go out with me? Wait, you haven't asked her? You haven't just straight up asked her? No, I have straight up asked her. And she said no. (laughs) It's over. It's over. You're done. I know, but then she's like still like very flirtatious with me the whole time. Because she's a hoe. No, she's definitely not a hoe. Very much not a hoe. I think she's just confused. But my friend was like, you're just telling yourself that you that she's confused because you want to feel better about your chances when in reality she's not confused and you're the one who's confused. Yeah, that's very much the case. <laughs> <laughs> so I made a wrong decision to go to this play is what you're saying. Yeah. What was, was the play? It was a great play. It was an awesome play. It was called Hades Town. It won the Tony for Best Musical. It was honestly a really good play. Honestly, how hard is it to win the Tony for Best Musical? Okay, like to win the Oscars, what is there like two hundred movies to come out every year? So you have to yeah, that's out of two hundred. Yeah, musical Tony eligible plays are there a year. Like three, six. four, like six. Right. It's like yeah. how hard is it to win a Tony? It's, uh, I mean, I mean, you have to like, get there. Yeah, it's a lot easier. Getting to Broadway is a lot harder than like like once you make it onto Broadway, you have, a, you have a very good chance of winning. But you have to make it onto Broadway. Like this show has been off Broadway for thirteen years. Oh, is there wow. any show that makes it yeah. to Broadway that gets shut out at the Tonys? Yeah, I think so. Maybe there's some shows that are like there's some shows that are just bad. Yeah, like Cats. <laughs> but like you still win for best like <laughs> yeah set design or something. Puller, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah anyways no you guys are right i probably should have watched the game but i didn't lose i didn't watch the game and we won and now we're in the super bowl so my team's in the super bowl and neither of your teams are so suck it hey ezra could you stop moving around the agenda it's really bugging me out <laughs> that's the next part of the agenda super bowl hype yeah yeah but you keep going up and oh, down while sorry. you're talking <laughs> sorry. it's because i'm nervous because i just spoke about my love life more than maybe more than i wanted to I'm that's what i'm saying you should send it to this girl and just like this will be your ultimatum <laughs> it'll be perfect right. just say What's... but you have to listen to the first 30 minutes just just be patient what do you mean we don't get to that in the first 30 <laughs> oh you're saying after the first 30 minutes you get to it <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah just just listen to all yeah. of it it'll be Ezra, good for she's not gonna Ezra, she's not gonna put in 30 minutes she's not gonna put in 30 years you know wow that's a line that's a line it's a solid line so Ezra, get get, get, get us hyped for this game i mean you know yeah so we all we all like your chances here so here's the thing right the niners are a hundred percent gonna blow this game Oh, it's reverse jet of mind trick. Blowing, no, it's not blowing a game. Blowing. If they, they're yeah, the underdogs. It's not blowing. But like, there's this. This whole thing is set up for 
Patrick Mahomes to win three straight games with ridiculous comebacks, right? Andy Reid to win his first Super Bowl, right? Like, like that's just like that is the storyline that's probably set up for. Also, like Patrick Mahomes is really, really good. When was the last time the team with the much better quarterback lost in the Super Bowl? I can think of two times that are particularly close to heart. Was it the was it was it the time the Giants beat yeah. the Patriots and the time the Eagles beat the Patriots? Oh, and the other time the Giants beat the Patriots. Oh yeah, those I was, were the times. Yeah, I was thinking about the Giants games. Yeah, I <laughs> forgot. There's also Eagles there's also when young Russell Wilson beat in his prime Peyton Manning. Like that also happened pretty recently. Not um yeah I guess so I guess that's fair. Um yeah I mean listen I I think that the I, so so I, the answer is yeah it happens all the time. Yeah, I think that the, I think that the Chiefs. I mean it's what I think the Chiefs are the clear favorites. Um, I think the Patrick Mahomes the clear favorites. I mean, I, I think that the, listen, I think that it's going to be probably a game like the Niners Saints game, which if it is, is awesome. Cause that game was an amazing game. You wouldn't um, know. What? You wouldn't know. I watched that one. Yeah. So I, I think I'm rooting for the Niners. I think I'm rooting for the Niners for a few reasons. One, yeah, I'm into the too. fact that I'm into the fact that Ezra can have four straight titles with the, uh, the Nationals, the 49ers, the Bucks, and the Capitals. I think that'd be cool. That'd be cool. Um, two, the Chiefs have a bunch of criminals on their team. So Yeah, that. that's that's a thing. So when I look at the Chiefs, I really love Patrick Mahomes, and I really love Andy Reid, but it sucks that they keep signing players who are, like, really terrible people and, like, very having bad. them be good on their team. Very, very bad. Yeah, it's, like, not cool. So I'm against the Chiefs for that reason. I think, I think honestly, my number one prediction for the game is I think it's going to be a really fun game. I think it's going to be infinitely better than last year's Patriots-Rams game, which was a snooze fest by all accounts. It was a very bad day for Tani, except for the fact that my team won the Super Bowl. Yeah, um, I think it's going to be a really good game. I think the Niners are going to jump out to the lead. Um, I, think th- I think it's going to be kind of like an inverse Niners-Ravens. When like the Ravens jumped out to a huge lead and then the Niners all of a sudden came back. Until the Niners paid off the refs to shut down the lights. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think the Niners are gonna jump out to a big lead. I think the Chiefs are kind of come back. I just don't think we're gonna have the ability to to I mean, like one of the secrets of the Niners this year is that whoever's been playing corner opposite Richard Sherman, whether it's been um Akella Witherspoon or Emmanuel Mosley, has been really bad. Like really, really bad. They keep switching them because they're so bad. Um I think that like also the Darrell Rivas got on the Niners. He got on Richard Sherman's case for playing too much zone. I mean, yeah, the but Ni- Richard the Niners... Sherman sh- shot back on him. It was really great. But that's also the Niners' defense. They play a lot of zone, right? Because they're hiding at that cornerback. It makes sense. Yeah, I think that. Yeah, <laughs> you are hiding a child. I mean, we are hiding a bad quarterback. Who, who is he? Drake? He's hiding a child. Yeah, that, that was the um, reference. You um, got it. Yeah. Um, no, we're hiding a bad cornerback. It's not Sherman though. It's uh, Witherspoon and. Um, and uh, Mosley. But uh, yeah, I think the Chiefs are going to come back. I think it's going to be an exciting game. I think I think the Chiefs are probably going to win by like a touchdown, but I think it's going to be they're down by like two or three touchdowns. They're going to come back and win. Um, Maybe they'll be down 28 to three. But that would be wild if they're down 28 to three. Oh, that- can I tell you a crazy 28 to three story? Yeah, this go. Is, when the Pats were, when the Pats were, um, this is really Down, bad. I, I really hope that my parents aren't listening to this. Yeah, when, the Pats, when the Pats were in the Super Bowl against the Falcons, I was like hooking up with this girl who also Wait, happened during to be, the Super Bowl. No, no, no. I was at my parents' house at the Super Bowl. No, no, no. Oh, okay. Like just during that span of time, okay. I was hooking up with this girl who also was a Patriots fan, and um early in the third quarter it's 28 to 3 <laughs> and my whole family disappeared like i was the only one still in the basement watching the game and at 28 to 3 
Do you guys have phone sex or something? No, this girl's like, and it was such a shame that the that the Pats aren't gonna win because I was gonna send you nudes if they won. And then they won. And then they won, and I forgot about it and rediscovered this text two years later and didn't have the heart to just say so about that. Because <laughs> I wanted to so bad, man. Man, we so should have saved. We should have. We should have. We should have saved that story. Yeah. <laughs> Once you can get my nudes, <laughs> we should have. We should have. We should have saved that. Reason. We should have saved that story for the Bernie Bros section. That story would have fit very well to the Bernie Bros section. Why? So the third we'll reason talk about it when I'm we ready get for there. the 49ers. The third reason I'm ready for the 49ers is yeah. that I want Jimmy Garoppolo to have accomplished as much as possible. Like, what is he like? He's like 20 and five or something stupid as a starter, right? Yeah. yeah. I want him to be like. I want to be like. 60 and 10 as a starter with like two Super Bowl titles yeah. and all these things, but like he's still not good. You know, so I just I, wanted to have as much possible, but like he's still not good. So I think this leads to the next part of the discussion, which is that I think there needs to be a lot more Alex Smith love in the Super Bowl. Whoa, wait, 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 wait. Before we go to Alex Smith, there's one, there's one more Jimmy Are G. Are we finally going to talk about Malik Smith? We never talk about Malik Smith on this podcast. Malik or D. Smith. Gordon. <laughs> Malik Smith has such bad on base, but the point, of the, the real important thing is that there is not enough conversation about the fact that if if the Niners win the Super Bowl, there's like I don't know a ten percent chance that Jimmy G just films a porno with his porn his girlfriend. star girlfriend, <laughs> and like you know like wears his like game. Which would you which would you rather get, Tani, the nudes from that girl or a porno with Jimmy G? Oh, uh, that girl. <laughs> that girl i definitely I, like i don't know she was cool right, I wanna play, <laughs> what are I the ratings play? what are the ratings on a sex tape if like the famous person in the sex tape is only the dude solid i and i'll and i'll tell you why i say that funny enough at shul today in shul today me and a few guys at shul inside the base, uh, base Knesset. <laughs> exactly. Nice. Uh, we were talking. We were talking about. I forget what. Um, and uh, one guy was like, "Yeah, this girl I used to hook up with. She totally wanted to shoot a porno." Um, and then me and one guy who were there is like, "We'd watch it for academic reasons." <laughs> this happened in shul. <laughs> this literally happened in the sanctuary. <laughs> Did you inspire this with your Dvartora? No. <laughs> oh man. Um, I honestly say though, I don't know where I'm going to watch the Super Bowl this year. So I, the last time that I was in the Super Bowl and they lost to the Ravens, I watched in the CJL at Cornell. The last three years I've watched with Jason Samson and Nathan Lauer, who are my roommates in Boston. Um, I don't know where I'm going to watch this year. I really want to watch at the Adler's house. Um, because <laughs> I've, I've been through so many Super Bowls at the Adler's house where Gabby's team and Jeff's team had, were in the Super Bowl often together. Um, and I've never, never been to a Super Bowl, the Adler's house where my team was in the Super Bowl. And I want to go to Super Bowl, the Adler's house where my team is in the Super Bowl. Super Bowl, the Adler's house is a good move because you know, the Adler's go hard for food at the Super Bowl. hundred percent. hundred percent. They're a good, they're, they're a good food house. That's their, yeah. that's literally their bread and butter. But you claim uh, to be a top, you claim to be a top five friend of Bobby Silverman. So I feel like you just, no, 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 no. I don't claim that. We're going to talk about that later. Um, but, um, but I want to talk about Alex Smith for a sec. Alex Smith does not get enough love, right? Alex Smith was the Neither quarterback. Neither does Alex Smith. I don't know why he got demoted last year. Alex Smith was the, was the quarterback 
for the Niners and the quarterback of the Kansas City Chiefs. He led both teams to the playoffs. He has victories in the playoffs with both teams, right? Um, I also think that Alex Smith was a top 10 QB from the last 20 years. No. I strongly believe that, right? So let me give you... In an accumulator me, sense. So let me give you... I'm going to give you a couple of stats. I've done some Alex Smith stats, okay? So you're saying right. Alex Smith isn't Malik Smith. He's really uh, Adam Jones. Alex Smith is a burner on the base pass, man. All right, Alex Smith. So, so do you want? So, Alex Smith is ranked since since 2005, since he was drafted. Alex Smith ranks number ten in victories in the NFL. It's Brady, Manning, Breeze, Roethlisberger, Philip Rivers, Eli Manning, Rogers, Ryan, Flacco, and then Alex Smith. Right? Okay. There's not anyone like particularly close. The next closest person is Russell Wilson in terms of wins. Okay. I want to read you two stat lines. Okay. I want you to tell me who these two QBs are. Okay. Here's QB one. Okay. But, but obviously one coming, of them is Alex so, yeah. Smith. Okay. Yeah. QB one, 10 full seasons, five times in the playoffs, zero Super Bowl victories, a career record of 94, 66 and one through for 34,000 yards in their career with a 62% completion percentage, rushed for 2,600 yards, threw for 193 TDs and 101 interceptions, had one year leading the league in yards per attempt and in passer rating, and ended their their career forgettably on the Redskins. Oh. QB2. Oh, it's Mark Brunel. QB2 Mark had, Brunel. had 10 full seasons, seven times in the playoffs, zero Super Bowls, Ninety-eight pass yards, a 59% completion percentage, 3,700 rush yards, 234 TDs, 107 interceptions, one year leading the league in yards per attempt, never led the league in passer rating, and ended their career forgettably on the Redskins. So those two QBs have very, very, very similar stats almost across the board and pretty much everything in win percentage, completion percentage, actual number of yards, number of seasons played, number of times in the playoffs, number of Super Bowls. I already Bowls. said Donovan McNabb and Alex Smith. It's, so which one's which? Donovan McNabb's the first one, but he was on the Vikings after the Redskins. No, Donovan McNabb's on the second second one. But oh, that's um, Randall Cunningham. Yeah, Alex Smith was the first one. Donovan McNabb was the second one. Donovan McNabb never, never led the league in pass rating. Alex Smith did. Um, Wait, but where does Mark Brunel fit into all of this? None, none. But, um, but, I think that like most people think of Donovan McNabb as being like a top 10 QB in his time, certainly like maybe even a top five QB in his time. Right. Alex Smith has pretty much the exact same career stats as Donovan McNabb. Yeah. Except for he played. Yeah. Except for he played in like, I mean, his passing stuff, like they played in the same era. Donovan McNabb started his career five years before Alex Smith. Five. That's a big five years. That's a big five years. Here we go, though. I'm going to, I have yeah. three lists. I'm not going to read the list because it's tedious. Yeah. But if we say that Alex Smith and for what it's worth, Eli Manning, let's say their, their, their primes are roughly 2007 to 2015, right? Yeah. Okay. So Alex Smith did so, better at the latter half of his career than Eli Manning did. Like when Alex Smith was on the Chiefs, the latter half of his career, he was better than Eli Manning was on the Niner, on the Giants. But okay, yeah, go. So in terms of, Passer rating, 2007-2015. Average yards per attempt, 2007-2015. And win percentage, 2007-2015. How many times do you think Alex Smith and Eli Manning combine on those three lists, which again is being top 10 in their prime? 
Um, they're probably like each twice or something. Zero. Zero times? Zero, zero, zero combined. Yeah, but Alex Smith did. You know who's on that list? Andy Dalton's on that list. Yeah, but Alex Andy Dalton basically twice. won the MVP one year. Yeah. Also, also Alex Smith's best year was 2017. He led the yeah, league in passer right. rating, yeah. led led the league in yards per attempt. Right. Remember, the, yeah, we all remember the year. It was the Kareem Hunt year. Yeah, it's true. Also, bad guy. Bad guy. Um, yeah. So I don't know. Basically, I think that I think that Niners Chiefs is going to be fun. I think the Chiefs are probably going to win, though. Obviously, I hope the Niners win. And I think that we don't give Alex Smith enough love. And I have no, I have no clue where I'm watching. So if anyone has any suggestions about where I should watch the Super Bowl, be it the Adler House in Maryland or the Adler House in Boston, um, please, uh, please schlep. let me know. It's a real schlep to both. Yeah. And let me know if yet. Yeah, let, let me know if the girl from Broadway decides to send you news if the if the Niners uh, <laughs> if the Niners win. Definitely, Listen, definitely not. If there's one thing I know about Broadway, it's that it gets you there. So, well, it didn't get it didn't get me there. So, not yet. Hopefully, hopefully. That's Radishem. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed for nudes, everybody. Are we doing this next segment, guys? No, let's go to the ad. Let's go to the ad break. Yeah, it's let's been just, a while. Let's just skip we're gonna, the ad break. We were going to talk about Bernie Bros and Joe yeah. Rogan. No, Fuck no. Joe Rogan's podcast. Joey, no. take us to the break. Let's go to the ad break. Let's go. What if I told you a man coming off an undefeated season, back-to-back titles, is still thirsty for more? That his greatest stats aren't with Lamar Jackson and Christian McCaffrey, but his own numbers? Or that pretty soon, we'll all just know Brigham Young as a school in Utah, nothing more? What if I told you Joe DiMaggio just lost his monopoly on a street for 56? That even a dean has numbers that can be topped? That Wilt Chamberlain's claim of being in 10,000 women is still really fucking impressive. Or that after a year of turmoil, Tani Levitt has finally found his calling. Tune in every Friday and Saturday night for 30 for 30. Levitt Town. Population 56. <laughs> I enjoy that. That was really funny. I think no one else in the league's gonna get that because no one else followed that thread except for the three of us. <laughs> I just spent the whole time pumping my fist. I'm all in. Yeah. Let me also, know. Let me know where I signed. It's great that you called it Levittown because the play that we went to see together, me and this girl who didn't doesn't want to date me, was called Hades Town. <laughs> you should. Because <laughs> they're both towns. They're both towns. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, I'm pissed that this girl doesn't want to date me. That's very reasonable. I am too. <laughs> you know what? I hope. I hope she goes to Hades Town and suffers in the river sticks. I hope. Yes. I hope. I hope not. I hope not. I hope she just starts dating me. For all of you uncultured swine, I'm telling him <laughs> she could rot in hell. Nice. All right. Um, Alan Dershowitz oh. yelled at me for an hour. <laughs> 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 the story is for Gavi. <laughs> the podcast is for Gavi. <laughs> um, basically, we are all Gavi. Um. It's amazing that we've gone from Gavi being the foremost villain at the start of the season. That's what Alf was trying to, to do. Alan Dershowitz. <laughs> to, to we are all, to Tani saying we are all Gavi. <laughs> Though Tani is the foremost villain of the league, so I guess that's true. I'm uh, just the best. What about Kravitz? What about Kravitz? No, Kravitz is just the fascist. So anyways, so they have every year at Harvard Law School, formerly known as Horford Law School, um, rest in peace. Rest in peace. Keep it under four minutes, please. Um, they have um they have this thing called um the law school Friday night dinner, 
which basically is the Jewish Law Students Association combines with Harvard Chabad to do a big like 300 person Friday night dinner at the law school. Um, so every year, um, we Chabad does the whole thing, and then we um, reserve them the room in the law school, and that's the connection. Um, but it's technically a co-run event, even though Chabad does everything. So last year, we were planning this event, and the Chabad Arbitzen said to me, like, oh, yeah, by the way, because they always have a guest speaker, oh, yeah, we're going to bring in Nat Lewin um, to be the guest speaker. For those of you who don't know, Nat Lewin lives in D.C. He's a Chashev guy. He was the one who argued the Zivotofsky case in front of the Supreme Court. He's, like, a very well-known Supreme Court litigator, mostly focusing on Jewish things. And we're like, okay, great. We love Nat Lewin. He's a Harvard Law alum. Um, fantastic. Anyways, about a week before the um, the uh, dinner, our signups are really bad. Like we only have like 30 people signed up and we need to get like 300. Like that's what we shoot for every year. Okay. Um, I hate to see it. Um, they, the, the Chabad rabbi calls me up. He's like, hey, Nat Lewin actually can't come. So Dershowitz is coming instead. Right. Now this is, let me, let's lay the stage. Okay. Kavanaugh, the, the, the sexual assault stuff about Kavanaugh has just come out and Dershowitz has been all over the news the past week arguing that Kavanaugh should be appointed to the Supreme Court and we need to give Kavanaugh due process and like Kavanaugh this and Kavanaugh that. And he is probably one of the most persona non grata people in Harvard right now. And the Jewish Law Students Association also has this thing where we try to be as non-political as possible because there are a lot of liberal people in Harvard who are Jewish who are very angry because they think Jewish Law Students Association is conservative. A lot of conservative people who think that it's very liberal, right? And... Um, they, they, they so we, talk about that on the Joe Rogan podcast, by the way, that I listened to for nothing. <laughs> How long was it? How much did you listen to? I listened to an episode. It was because the episode was, I was like, I didn't even realize sometimes the he you goes, were referring to. Sometimes he goes um, four hours. Did he go four no, hours? No, it's probably, I'm going to look it up. It was probably like two, but it had this woman, Barry Weiss as a guest. It was Yeah, she's a, New York Times, she's a New York Times columnist, yeah. Right, and... She just wrote a book, How to Fight Anti-Semitism. So I listened to that yeah. episode. Yeah, no, she's, a, she's, she's very cool, actually. Anyways, um, so, so, so Dershowitz, um, so she's like, we're bringing Dershowitz. So we were kind of freaking out because we're like, we're trying to be non-political. And all of a sudden he's bringing in like one of the most persona non grata, outwardly pro-Kavanaugh people to speak. So we're like, but he, they run the event and like, we didn't want to piss them off. We knew that they'd already invited him. They already told him he'd already accepted. So we knew we couldn't. So we said to him, we're like, hey, can you tell Dershowitz that we're happy to have him come, but can he talk about something Jewish or Israel related? We don't want him to talk about Kavanaugh at the dinner, right? So he's like, okay, fine, whatever. He goes Let's to- talk about OJ. What? Talk about OJ he goes, he goes to, he goes to tell, he tells Dershowitz like, hey, like we want you to like not talk about Kavanaugh stuff. Dershowitz starts freaking out. He's like, are you guys trying to censor me? Are you trying to censor me? So the Chabad calls us back. And he's like, Dershowitz is not happy. Dershowitz wants to talk to you and your co-president, who is my friend Edward Delman, great guy, directly. Okay. So we're like, okay. So we set up that night. We set up a phone call. It's Dershowitz and the two of us. Okay. So I go to my friend Edward's house. We get on the phone with Dershowitz. Dershowitz spends an hour screaming at us literally you guys are trying to censor me you guys are trying to censor me i built the jewish law student association at harvard there would be no jews at harvard if it wasn't for me jews weren't even allowed to come to harvard law school before me i made it okay for orthodox jews to come to harvard law school i can't believe you guys are trying to censor me i would have i started the jewish law like literally berating us 
And we're just I like, wish you had called me and let me record that whole show. And we're just like, and we're just like, we're just like, we just want you to talk about like Jewish stuff at the Friday night dinner and not talk about Kavanaugh. And he was like, oh, well, I was going to talk about Israel anyways, but now I'm not sure if I should come. We're like, no, talk about Israel. Talk about Israel is fine. Say whatever you want about Israel. Just like, don't talk about Kavanaugh. And he was like, oh, oh, okay. <laughs> that's like an hour. It's like an hour for you to get a word in edgewise. No, we couldn't get the word in edgewise. He was like screaming at us for an hour. And then we we're like, that's wild. Yeah. And then like, and then he came and he was, he was really, really like, also, by the way, the second we announced he was coming, the signups went from like 30 to like 300. Right. I'm it was sure. like all of the, oh, like yeah. all, all of like the, like conservative, like Jews who like don't like normally come to like, like Jewish stuff. Like, you know, like the people who are like not religious Jews, but like very like outwardly conservative. Right. They're like their Judaism ex is expressed through like being the most right wing pro-Israel they can possibly be, but like never going to like doing anything religious. It was like every well, single one like of those people, people, every is single like one of those people, from, or every no, no, I'm saying like college students, like every single one of those people from Harvard came out of the woodwork for Dershowitz. Um, but um, but yeah, but he had he spoke really well. Um, and then he did like a Q&A afterwards and someone asked him, someone, OJ, someone asked him, they were like, um, this was the last question in the Q&A. They were like, um, Professor Dershowitz, I have a question. Did OJ do it? And because he was OJ's defense, one of OJ's defense counsels. And he said, he told a story. He's like, one time. Which is also a bad guy. He's like, yeah. And he's like, one time I was in Israel during Netanyahu's first stint as prime minister. And I was having dinner at the prime minister's residence with Netanyahu. And Netanyahu's like, Alan, I want to talk to you privately. And he brings me into the back room. And I thought he was gonna like tell me something about like Israeli security, about a peace deal, about it. I was so excited. And he pulls me into the back room. And he's like, Alan, there are no recorders here, no cameras, nothing. This is our private, like secret room. I just have to ask you, did OJ do it? And 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 Alan and Dershowitz is like, and I looked at Prime Minister Netanyahu and I said, Benny, does Israel have nuclear weapons? And he was like, I can't tell you that. And Dershowitz is like, Well, I can't tell you either. I've heard that. I've heard that one before from you, obviously. Yeah. But uh, yeah. But, uh, I, not only have I heard it, I like relate it at a meal I went to last week. Glad we got it on air. We I'm glad we got it on air on the podcast, yeah. but neither of us have reactions. Yeah. So, so, so that's good, Joey. Speaking of Israel, you have a wild story that you are. <laughs> yeah, let's go, Joey. Yeah, Ezra. So how did it come up when I was talking with Anika Rimet? Um. I, you were talking about, um, basically, Rubenstein told the Johnny Levy story, which is not the Johnny Levy story. It's the time that Joey Rubenstein got joined. By the way, Joey Rubenstein's stories were all the lamest stories I've ever heard in my life. Joey Rubenstein had no interesting story. For someone who, like, moved to a different country, traveled in Southeast Asia, and, like, literally was in the army for multiple years, he has the most lame stories I've ever heard. The closest thing he got to saying something interesting was about how he's seen more penises than some other guy that you know, but then he said, I didn't even look at them. No interesting stories for Joey Rubenstein. It was wild. Anyway, he, was telling, he was telling his famous Johnny Levy story, right? Like, which is just a story about how he got drunk and had a conversation with Johnny Levy. That's literally the whole story. It's like, we all have more interesting drunk things that have happened to us, like, probably in the last, like, two months, right? 
<laughs> and and he has this famous drug story, which is he got drunk and had a conversation <laughs> with Johnny Lee. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, so then you probably recognizing that Joey Rubenstein <laughs> had no good interesting stories about his roommates, but also not wanting to insult Joey Rubenstein because he was the guest of the pod. We're like, this oh, is a very kind way of calling me an FP. Go on. <laughs> Basically, he was like, oh, I have this crazy, I have a crazy story, and then you wanted to tell the naked roommate story, but then Joey wouldn't let you. So now let's go. Well, Joey's also very involved for the naked roommate story. Right, so yeah. it was my, that's why he's shy. Yeah. Yeah. It was my year in Israel and we got a couple of days off for Hanukkah. So everyone was going out to like crack square, getting drunk. Meanwhile, I was just in my dorm. I was reading through the Tanakh. I think I was, it was at the beginning. I was only up to like Vayikra. But like I was just in my bread, reading Sefer Vayikra, probably like 11 o'clock at night when my roommate. From Joey. From Joey's old old news these days that's also that's like pre from joey that's neither here nor there at the point of us being a good boy and <laughs> maybe learning about some carbonot and my roommate just barges in and he keeps like he's just yelling at me about i don't even know what and he's like trying to like call people i'm like you probably, you probably shouldn't be calling people in the state like yeah what's your, what's you're your really smash and so he strips down and then he like takes off his underwear and I'm like, dude, just uh, put on your underwear. Another, I think this is important. Like this kid's like, he has a famously large penis. Like it was like, he wore very tight underwear. So I believe these claims, I guess, I guess I saw it. But the claim is like <laughs> that he was six inches flaccid. And like, honestly, it's believable. He, he was a big boy. <laughs> <laughs> he was also, he was like a, he's like a five towner. And in the five towns, if you're just a late bloomer, they just pump you up with HGH. <laughs> so, like, I don't that, think he needed HGH, but he, like, got HGH injections just because maybe he was, like, 13, 14, and he didn't have as much body hair as some of his friends. So I think that has to do with it. But very uh, six inches flaccid, very girthy. That's what I know. It's very girthy. And he just kept taking off his underwear. And I'm like, dude, why don't you put on your underwear? Is this and, like, Joey that we're talking about? <laughs> no, 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 no. That would be, that would be such a good twist. Yeah. Okay, continue, yes? Um, so, like, finally, I got to put on a pair of underwear, and he's still just ranting, trying to call people, trying to call this girl, and, like, putting on underwear, taking off underwear. It must be a dozen times he puts off and takes off his underwear. Um, and we have, like, a in our room, we have, like, a Nagelwasser sink. And he has pukes in the sink. So, it's like, it's, it's like, it's a... It's a Bana's man of a sort, so a lot of people aren't, like, already left. Like, there's an empty bed in Joe Rubenstein's room, so I just slept there because I'm not sleeping in this puke room. And he keeps changing his underwear. So the next day, we're in the Rova, and he walks by me, Joe, maybe some other people there. He's like, Elif. I'm like, what do you want? What do you want, clown? He's like, do you have any idea why all my underwear has blood in it? <laughs> so I guess that's why he wasn't physically uncomfortable. So like cut his, cut his something down there. Hopefully just his thigh or something. But he must have cut something. So I guess that's why he kept taking off his underwear because it also had blood in it. That's wild. And then wild. he's like, he then he offers me twenty bucks to clean up his vomit from the sink, which by the way is why I cleverly set up how much money would it take you to do this and that. If you were 18 years old in Yeshiva, but, how much money yeah, would that didn't, take? Didn't, didn't Joey clean someone's vomit for $50? Is that that guy? It's the same exact story. Joey was with us. Joey, so <laughs> Joey cleaned it for $50. Yeah. 
Yeah. What's if you were eighteen in yeshiva? What's what's your price to clean up vomit from a sink? Uh, probably uh, probably very high. Yeah, I don't know. Probably around fifty dollars. <laughs> no, yeah, definitely. I, I probably would have done it for fifty. Like, I'm definitely yeah. not doing it for twenty. But like, Joey Joey jumped on the fifty quick. So yeah. like, two hundred bucks. Was this was this kid from DRS? Was this a DRS kid? Oh no, he's a Hafter kid. Oh Hafter. Um, okay, same thing. <laughs> it's literally the same and, thing. They're both five thousand. Um, and then Joey like very proudly he like reports back the next day. He's like, I took these fifty dollars and I used them on Sparrow. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best end of the story. That is a great story. Oh, maybe he bought Mechtav yeah. That actually reminds me though. So my my uh, former roommate Nathan Lauer told me a story about someone who remained unnamed. But um, he one time walked back into his apartment at University of Maryland. And someone who remained unnamed was in his apartment at University of Maryland um, watching porn <laughs> in the common room with the speakers on with two women. What? <laughs> <laughs> Didn't he live with the orthodox? It was not orthodox. It was not orthodox. I know you live with the orthodox. Isn't that wild? That's crazy. I'm sure there was like a reason. I got maybe like, I mean, like probably. Uh, they probably were talking LCQ. Why were probably, LCQ? Why were they watching porn? They probably liked porn, and they were two options. Porn. One, they were about to engage in a sexual activity. The, the group of them, or two, they had a bet to settle, and they were like, actually. And someone was like, fine. Do you want to take it out? And they were like, my guess it's I like guess. from and girls. Then, then they were too deep in it. My guess like from girls are like, what even is porn? And he's like, oh, you want to know what porn is? Here, I'll show you. Uh, that's my I guess. got it bookmarked. This person was like, I've got lots of pages bookmarked. What are you in the mood for? <laughs> that's wild. Um, okay. Um, can we do the five predictions first? Oh, wait, wait. Speaking of which, yeah. uh, I, I follow, I, I struggle to participate, but I follow weird Celtics Twitter. It's like this group of people who are just like wild and will post. Does it talk about, does it talk about Aaron Baines anything. looking like all of Australia? No, well, yes, actually, I do that too. That's fine. But uh, they recently went through a Are you phase saying because he has a red beard, so he looks like he's on fire. Is that the? Is that the no. no, it's because no, he, 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 he has a dick that's six inches flaccid and, has a, and it's girthy. Yeah, <laughs> the Celtics, the Celtics, ninety-year-old announcer just like randomly went into the locker room and inspected, and then he talked about it in the broadcast. <laughs> so, so anyway. They went through a phase of comparing people in the NBA to porn stars and were like crazy specific. And like, like, I, you just like are telling the world you just watch a lot of porn to the point where you are able to recognize and identify themes in each of their performances and just talk about it publicly. Like, what? So, which, which player do they compare to your mother? Hey, hey. <laughs> Hey, so I want to go back and talk about I made <laughs> I made on the first um, the first podcast I was on this year. I made five predictions. Oh, so we're skipping a lot of stuff here. Yeah, I mean, it's really late, but um, yeah, that's fair. yeah. Um, I made five predictions. Um, I this was at the very beginning of the season. This was like week one or week two. And I want to revisit what my five predictions were. Um, Let's for, do it for the from the season. Some of them are just silly. Some of them actually were really accurate and some of them are hilarious. So the first prediction that I made was Elif will report Gavi to Child Protective Services after Gavi posts a picture of his child in Giants gear, right? Gavi has not posted any pictures of his children in Giants gear, which I think... That's not true. That's not true. He posted a picture of Jerry in Giants gear? Yes. In the Slack? Uh, It might not have been in the Slack. It could have been in the Snapchat group. 
because uh, I, I didn't see the child services. I stay out of other people's business. Yeah, but yeah, Joey famously doesn't want anything to do with other people's children. The point that I want to <laughs> plus the upside. The point the point that I want to make here is that we don't get enough pictures of Jerry in the Slack. Maybe in the Snapchat group you get, but I don't get in the Slack. So Gabby, please post we some pictures. We get in the Slack. We get in the Slack. Not enough. Gavi, more pictures of Jerry in the Slack, please. Create a Jerry channel. Just have a Jerry channel. Honestly, there Jerry is a Jerry the channel. Slack. There is a Jerry channel. Am I not in the Jerry channel? That's got to be it. Add me to the Jerry <laughs> channel. What's going on? Why am I not in the Jerry channel? Let me I'll, look right I'll, now. It's children confuffle. Yeah, I'll add you right now. Like, I'm not in the... He, I think, um, uh, think Gavi, he posts a very... Yeah, you're not in it. He posts a very appropriate amounts of jerry pictures okay well the, i'm i wasn't in it so thank you for adding me so that i can see it so i guess i was half right then on that one okay number two i was definitely right about adine will be more active than daniel in the slack because we will lose daniel to virginia that was a hundred percent accurate daniel get back involved um number three was Jakob and mark will have a crazy beef <laughs> i remember <laughs> no, that cool. one no be cool <laughs> go back to daniel yeah if there was a way if you can make a Slack bot that whenever somebody says something, Slack bot responds, and like whenever Daniel says something, Slack bot makes the bracha on like a long lost friend. Look, Brooklyn Kaya made him. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be really funny. Um, number four. I'll, I'll do number four last, actually. Number five, my prediction was Davidi Howarth will be the most mentioned non confuffle member. That was very wrong. That was a while. Nah, Farmer Abe. Farmer Abe, be. probably. Uh, okay, number number four, which was really funny. I didn't listen to my own predictions, and this is a problem. My last my last prediction was Jesse being back on the East Coast will not make him any better at fantasy football. And <laughs> that was something that I should have listened to. I really should have listened to it. I did not listen yeah. to it. <laughs> but I yeah, really I'm really glad it. you made that donation and not me. Yeah, I know. And I'm, yeah, so I'm going to be, I'm going to be in Boston. I'm going for like 14 hours in about two weeks on February 4th. And maybe for the Super Bowl. So maybe for the Super Bowl. So I, um, I got to get some Jerry reps in. I got to get some Jerry diaper reps in when I'm there. Attaboy. Attaboy. Yeah. yeah. What's this thing, by the way? So we were going to talk about the update to the side bet. That was the update to the side bet. You guys can't see the audio visual pod. What is Mira? Please explain, Tani. Oh, Mira so there's this girl here. There's this girl here, Mira, yeah. who I'm like friends with. And she, she was texting me the other day when, about the Titans just after they lost. And I Did was she like... she send you nudes or that's only if they won? Come on. Uh, so she was like, yeah, you know, like we kind of should have beaten the Chiefs. I was like, I don't know, like nine and seven for the fourth year straight. Like I kind of feel like, you know, winning any games in the playoff has found money. And she was like, no, like we were so good and all this stuff. And I was like, okay, so I'm just going to pull out the Bill Simmons stuff about Derrick Henry. And so I start telling her like how unlikely it was that Derrick Henry was, would get 30 touches and over 150 yards in however many games straight. And she was like, no, he's the best running back in the league. I said, I, I'm not saying that he's not, though I do think he is not. Um, I'm just saying that what he did was like, pretty much unprecedented in history and she was like i think he could do it again i think there's everything about the titans is replicable and i was like okay should we make a bet about uh what to do next year and we had like a whole back and forth and she wants if i lose this bet whatever we exactly decide that i have to dye all my hair blue titans blue 
And and I was like, well, I don't I don't think you're the kind of person who cares about whether or not to dye your hair. It turns out she's never done it. But like, I want to do a different punishment. I'm going to suggest the Joey and Ezra uh, letter to the parents for wasting time. That's fair. That's fair. Okay. So I just, I with both of you, with both of you here, I just thought you should you would chip on. Uh, I, know, yeah, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Go That's good. That's yeah. a solid one. I think it brings comfort to the greater world. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I'm in King son. Speaking of bringing comfort to the greater world. Avi Silverman. What is, is that a Gila? What's behind your tefillin? Behind my tefillin? Uh, a tennis racket? Um, a cap for a water bottle? Um, is that a no, no, no. Like like in, that behind, Between it and the window. Oh, it's a, it's a swell, it's like the swell bottle. Uh. It's like a thing a swell bottle goes into. Um, no, speaking of bringing Kavuffle to the greater world, Avi Silverman's. So I think at this point we're like we're all we're all resigned to the fact that Avi is going to be like the last person that like you guys are going to have Hannah Garbo on the pod before Avi. I know that for a fact. <laughs> I actually told Hannah that you guys were going to have her on the pod before Avi. She's like, I'm down. She's got some minute resume, honestly. Yeah. Um, but um, Avi, content resume. Avi and I went. Yeah, yeah, like 15 takes. Yeah. Like as the Slack people like, know, like, as the Slack people know, Avi and I have been doing a lot of adventures recently. Um, um, we, yeah, went, went, we went to the sushi thing. You've been indulging thing. his food. We went to the sushi thing. My firm, um, law firm, paid for us to go on a client development dinner where we um, spent a, a cool $260 at uh, Mike Shout Bistro. Out to ben and my firm paid for it, um, which was sick. Um, we drank a lot of scotch together, obviously. While we were at the sushi event, there was this couple there. The woman from the couple used to live in Hudson Park in Avi's building. And she asked us, while we were there together, she's like, oh, my God, are you guys, like, best friends, me and Avi? And I was like, and we were both like, no. Um, and then she was like, oh, like, what do you mean? I was like, yeah, we're probably, like, top 20 friends. But, like, we're definitely not, like, top five. And we might not even be top 10. And Avi was like, I don't know about top 10. Definitely not top five. So then I was like, I wonder who Avi's top five friends are. So I, mean, I wanted basically to basically play I, this. I wanted, I wanted to do, I wanted to do to see if if we could put together a list of who obviously I think you're, I think you're top five. I don't think so. So I think it's, so I think it's Tani and Gabe, right? And Cal. Cal, you think Cal? Cal or Ben Ellison? Okay. Ben Ellison's a big one. Yeah. I think maybe Cal. Cal's definitely more friends than me. Like Cal's definitely in more than me. What about Rogoff? Well, they're living together. Nah. So here's the thing. Here's, here's, Rogoff doesn't get close to people. Yeah. Here's my big reason of why I think it's you, Ezra. All right. Whenever I'm there, you're at a meal with Avi. Whether like his cousin says, bring your friends to my meal, you're yeah. there. Or True. when I was there and you were at his Friday night meal like a month ago. So the, the, the greatest ability is availability. And you guys spend a lot of time together. I think that puts you in the top five. Yeah, I mean, but all of I am very available, but all of his friends like live not. <laughs> yeah, not the in girl New York. knows. The, that girl knows. What? Like how available oh uh, the girl i went to broadway with she's very yeah. much aware very very much aware oh man oh man uh but yeah i don't think i'm top five i think it's i think it's gabe abe um i mean gabe gabe tani cal um i don't know though who man, else who else is manji manji i think manji's gotta be and ben there. ellison yeah probably that makes sense 
Abe, when you listen to this, let us give us the top five. We want to hear, but don't post it in the Slack because you're not in I think, the Slack. I feel like he'll threat. I feel like he'll threaten to cut me out if uh, if he hears this, uh, and then uh, and then he'll say, "I'll cut you out of my top five if you don't add me to the Slack." No, <laughs> Abe, I'd like Abe, to be in the top five. Abe, Abe, we've discussed like this. We've, we've discussed this. Abe, you can you can pay if you want to be on the Slack. <laughs> It's true. Yeah. Donation to the league and um, pay rent. Yeah. Okay. I'll tell you this: as as a firm top ten guy, whenever like you send your pictures, of you and Avi hanging out, I get jealous. That's that's how I feel as a top ten guy. You should be more Honest available God, in New York. Joey, it makes it easier for us as as top fivers to know that somebody else will indulge all the crap shit that Abe does, <laughs> which is exactly what Ezra is. He'll be douchey about scotch. He'll go to fancy dinners. He'll uh, he'll um, uh, be down to watch the caps, like all the things that none of us give a shit about. Yeah, it's so true. It's Ezra so takes true. those off the table. It's so for true. Us. I do all of those things with Abe. It's so true. Yeah. It's honestly yeah. shocking. You're, you're, you're a mistress, that's right. You're I, I a honestly, mistress. I honestly, yeah, I should be like a top five friend because I literally do all the things that he wants to do with him. No, 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 also, no. Like, you're, think, you're six furries. I think, no, I think David even probably comes in ahead of me. Oh, true. David's a, David's a, um, David probably even comes in ahead of me. Oh, man. All right. And, and we should also mention Joey and Nathan. Okay. Jamie Deckelbaum. Um, Are we going straight there? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wait, wait, was it actually Jamie Deckelbaum? <laughs> Is it, it I, was wrote Deckelbaum. Deckelbaum. Yeah. I wrote Deckelbaum was a prank. <laughs> no, it's actually Jamie Deckelbaum. Right? Awesome. Okay. Yeah. Um, Jamie Deckelbaum, my, when he got engaged, my sister texted me a picture of the only simplest thing because about half a year ago, my sister and I went out to dinner and Jamie Deckelbaum was on his first or second date on the table next to us with this girl. Hey. And now they're engaged. And now wow. they're engaged. And we love to tell that story. We were like, we were, yeah, we were at this restaurant. And like Jamie Decker was having like his first date or second date, like at the table next to us. That's wild. This is so funny. Now they're engaged. I, it, it speaks well of, of your uh, purse and JB Beckelbaum's taste. But she's very pretty and very from. But I am, but I am really shocked they didn't get engaged at Shalom's. I want maybe, maybe do, you Shalom's. do you think Shalom's caters? Were you at Justin's wedding? Um, I was not a Justin's Yeah, Shalom's wedding. does cater. It's signature. Yeah, signature. Yeah, I know. Like, they catered Ami's wedding, but I'm wondering right. if the Duckle Bombs will shit where they eat. Nah, I imagine not. <laughs> um, I mean, I don't think you could have your own company cater the wedding. Like, that's probably too much stress for you. Yeah, exactly. So, though we all know that Jamie is not involved in Shalom's, like Justin and Larry, so he probably could have Justin cater the wedding. Nobody is, nobody is involved in anything like Justin and Shalom's. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> That's very true. That's very true. Oh, man. All right, so let's hear about uh, Bets in Morocco. <laughs> so Bets, as we all know, is with, in Morocco. With Isaac Saltz. With, with Isaac Saltz. Yeah, I was actually talking to Hannah and Elia about it today. Um, a lot of Hannah content on this pod. Hannah, get on the pod! <laughs> yeah, everything's about it. It's her. the off-season. But um, anyways, so um, he, Batal, as we all know, is the funniest human by far. And he has this thing where he, my parents basically made a deal with him that he has to send them a WhatsApp once a day just so they can confirm that he's alive. Um, in all fairness, last time my brother went on a large international trip, he got himself in a hospital in India for a week because he got an infection because he 
get this, went hiking on jagged rocks barefoot, got cuts all over his feet, and then the next day went to work at a rice paddy and got in, his feet infected, which led to him getting like a full body infection. So he was in the hospital for a week. This is the so, funniest human? That's so, anyway, the that, is, that is pretty funny. <laughs> anyway, so he's in Morocco. It's my just slapstick. My parents, my parents said that he has to send them a text every day. So every day he sends them a random picture with like the most absurd caption, like just to prove that he's alive. So like one day he sent them a picture of like the, um, of like the, I think it was Fez of like, just like the skyline of Fez. Okay. And he just wrote Fez. And then the next day, <laughs> this the is the bar. This is the bar <laughs> of the funniest. <laughs> the next day, the next day, he sent a picture. It was the same thing, but his face was in it. And he wrote, same picture, but with my face. Right? <laughs> this, is, this is how he updates my parents about the fact that he's still alive in Morocco. He's not sending them like interesting photos. He's not like telling them about what he's doing for the day. He's just them random pictures with like one word captions. Sounds like he's a great communicator. <laughs> yeah. His future wife is a yeah, very lucky woman. Yeah. So speaking of your dad, <laughs> apparently your dad came up to my dad to talk about the video I sent you in the side bet. Yeah. Like your dad said like, um, "Oh, your son sent me this like hilarious video." Yeah. And, like, in all fairness, your parents. In all fairness, your parents sponsored Kiddish in honor of my dad. So. <laughs> right. Right. And like my dad said, like, "Oh, this this man at Shoal told me that." <laughs> like you sent him a funny video on YouTube. I'm like, yeah, that's Saul Newman. He's like, no, that's Saul Newman. No, no, no. I sponsored Kiddush and I'm Saul Newman. I'm like, man, he's the guy that talked to you. Like, oh, that was Saul Newman? <laughs> Your dad is wild. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Tani, Tani, you got okay. aggregated. Come on, keep up, keep up. Yeah, so... so um, I, you know, the, the bane of sports media existence is like, you know, getting aggregated. Simmons talks about it all the time. Well, I was aggregated. Uh, do you have a, you know, you have a blue I, check yet? No, I'm working Get on it. Get the fucking I've blue some, check! I've gotten some really, yeah. uh, really Nephew exciting... Kyle. Nephew Kyle's a blue check. Wow. You went there. You <laughs> Nephew Kyle's a blue check there. and you don't. Nephew Kyle literally picks up Bill Simmons' kids from like... from like. I am I am aware. I'm I random for context. I randomly messaged Joey and Joel the other day, that, complaining that Kyle fucking Chittenton or whatever the fuck his name is has a ch blue check mark and I don't. And then I said some really uh, not nice things about random Kyle, white which, supremacists have white checks and you don't. I know, I know. I've actually gotten some some pretty solid uh, follows recently, but it's going to take a few. I, I don't even have three hundred followers, but but more importantly, I got aggregated. <laughs> I, we had an episode last week on the basketball show about Texas and how Shaka Smart has lost his identity. And I brought up some stats about the steel numbers uh, at VCU versus at Texas. And that got aggregated. Who aggregated? Now, the craziest... My own company. <laughs> they wrote... <laughs> My own company wrote an article where they were just like, expert says Shaka Smart and, and Texas have lost their identity. And then just basically like boils down our argument and writes it. That's really funny. Which apparently we're trying to do more of. So it seems like I'm going to be aggregated frequently if I still have Well, at least stats. your own company was doing it. I thought it was like Barstool did it or something. Well, like 24-7. They're oh, also no. like Fuck notorious Barstool. aggregators, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, they are. I've talked to my boss about it. <laughs> at least they're aggregating it their own flows. content. Yeah. Yeah, it all flows. Yeah. 
Yeah. All right. So, so, so it's we've we've been on this podcast for almost an hour and a half, yeah. and, and which it's is time for us to go. Because if we weren't like doing quick cuts on this material, we could have been this pod for like three hours. Yeah. Well, that's what happens when you have Joe Rogan <laughs> we, in the original uh, agenda. We literally we cut an him. entire section about Bernie Bros and Joe Rogan, right? We that's, also cut Joey your did more research for this pod than any of us have done for any pod ever. I, I also. I also listen to like the New York Times doing like hour long interviews with all the candidates. Wow. That's, that yeah, had nothing man. to do with this. That's wild. Yeah, man. Yeah. Well, before we go, we had since, Oh, you actually did that after. Wow. Good for you, dude. I appreciate you. So um, the one thing we're not going to cut is before we go, as we reach uh, our, our 90 minute mark, this is probably going to be the last episode for a while. Um, unless, I start know, date, and, unless I start dating that girl. Yeah, and, or so this unless, is going to be our last episode for a while. Yeah. Maybe our last ever. <laughs> yeah. Unless we do like Kumpful Relationship Rewind. But oh, I, I don't know. Do That's that. more like a long-term project. Yeah. So, But the last thing I wanted to do was Kumpful Culture Club because we're going to need things to talk about as a group. So we, I thought we would uh, each share one song, one book, and one podcast for every everybody to listen or read to during the soft season. So, so the ten of us have what to talk about so we can hack because i feel like you know live nfl commentary is dying soon uh and, or at least for now it's going into hibernation and so we need more tent and you know as much as children of kumfufal is cute it's not tent per se so so without further ado joey why don't you start us off uh lead us with uh, maybe your favorite book that you want everybody to read and share in so the basically, basically, before joey goes basically what tani's saying is we're running out of NFL content, so let's all become middle-aged women for the rest of the year and just like have like book clubs. Yeah, that that was literally the thought. <laughs> Go on, Joey, start us off. All right. So, yes, it is a joke. However, I did last week put a hold on this book, so like it actually is on my on my, on my reading list. Wow. And that is the Diary of Van Frank because <laughs> honestly, it's like bizarre that myself included pretty much everyone in this league outside of Ezra Newman has never read the diary of Anne Frank when we all have such a visceral connection to the material. And I people, think it's people should but, read the diary of Anne Frank. People really should. Right, it's very important. Book. Like I was, I was reading excerpts of it and I was like, I read her Wikipedia article top to bottom. Like she's, she really seems like for a girl in her early teens, just, so well thought out, so well written. So it really seems amazing. It's, it just seems like I am very curious about what is in the diary. And I'm very excited. If she it. was alive, if she was alive, you would literally never say su- such words about a, a child of somebody else who's under the age of 18. But because <laughs> you famously don't talk about other people's children. But what I will say is I have no intention of reading the diary of Van Frank unless literally the whole, the whole league is doing it. And here, let me tell you why. I don't need to watch any more Holocaust films. I don't need to read any more Holocaust books. I went to freaking Jewish day school. All right. Every time you turn, it's Holocaust. Tishabov, Holocaust. Holocaust, Holocaust. Next next period, Holocaust. They tell you a lot about the Holocaust. Do you know why? Do you know why? Do you know why? Because a third because... of the Jews in the world were killed. Yeah, yeah I yeah, really yeah. think I, that I, the Holocaust does not get enough yeah. attention in the Berman Academy curriculum. Yeah, I agree. Literally a third of the I Jews disagree. in the world were killed. A third. One out of every three. One of the three of us was killed. Dang. Yeah. I mean, like, my grandmother it. was in Auschwitz and Birkenbelsen. Like, 
it's a very real thing that happened yeah. to our oh, families. It, it totally is. Let me tell you a story. Let I'm just saying story. like one time I was driving her by Halpern to Shul. Okay. Or by Halpern being a Fryan Wagstock's grandfather. Okay. And I used to do this often because he couldn't drive and he liked to go into Shul. And he would ask me about things that I had done in my life. We would just talk about life. And um, one time I was telling him about how I went skiing in the Alps. And he said, oh, I went to the Alps once. And I was like, oh, that's so cool. What were you doing there? And he said, I was lost. I was trying to find my way to Israel. I was wandering around the Alps. I had no food and I wasn't with anybody. And I was trying to find my way to Israel and I thought I was going to die. And then I found a couple of other Jews who were also wandering around the Alps trying to find their way to Israel, but they had food. So then we wandered and we found the city and we got more food and we ended up making our way to Israel. And I was like, you're alive. I'm alive. We're sitting in this car together. We're going to shul together. And I cannot begin to appreciate how different our lives were when we were in our early 20s. Yeah, yeah that's, uh, he set you up. He set you up. Yeah, he set right. you up. At home, he was like, "You won't believe what I did to this kid." <laughs> Ezra, it's mandatory. It's mandatory watching. If you've ever, if you've never seen the episode of Kirby Enthusiasm with the Survivor, that's mandatory. Oh, I, watching. Oh, I've seen that one. I've seen that one. That one I have great. not. All right, so we so, so we'll add it. <laughs> we didn't even have a gym. Ezra, 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 Ezra. We're gonna expand the the summer reading list to and listen list to include some television so we're, I'm, I'm gonna make a note and screenshot it and share that in Kumfufu and pin it because that's that's how we disseminate information in the year 2020 of our lord uh so right, I, so I, we're I, gonna I, add but in, in closing i think first-hand accounts of holocaust survivors are incredibly important especially the most yeah, seminal work true. like one of the most seminal works of writing in general of the 20th century, let alone something that's so connected to us. I don't know. I'm one for two with like the biggest Holocaust books. Like I've already done Ellie Wiesel. Like 50 percent is pretty solid. <laughs> it's better than a third. Okay. Um, as <laughs> I was gonna make that joke, but I didn't want to. All right. All right. Um, well, okay. So wait, wait one second. While I've painted myself as a bad picture, yes, fine. I'll read Anne Frank. The Holocaust very important. Good. I'm glad. I don't sound any more likable right now than I did before. I Go took, on. I took a, I took a class on Holocaust literature, as we've discussed in the Slack, and my professor was this old Jewish guy from Brooklyn who knew who like knew all the like survivors who wrote these books personally, and he would always talk about them. Like the first day of the first class, we read Night, and he was like, "I was talking to Ellie last week." Not to send a boastogram. And he used to say, <laughs> used to say every time he'd reference some famous author, then he would be like, not to send a boastogram. <laughs> I like that uh, would hang out around the Tiv Arie like a fair amount because he's bros of Rubina. Yeah, which is a wild thing to say because Rubina's a crazy person. Anyways, yeah. um, I had three racks because we were originally not supposed to just pick a Gaffi literally <laughs> added a picture to the Slack right now, Ezra. For yeah, I saw it. I saw it. Uh, I'm glad. I, uh, we were supposed to originally pick a song, a book, and a pod, but we all know Joey's not cultured, so he just picked a book. Um, I'm going to go with um, um, song. Well, I, even, I, I have, I, I have well, Wait, Ezra, I want, you to, I want you to start with one, give the explanation, and then move to the next one. Okay, song, um, intro by the baby. Intro is a great song. Um, good de- it talks about serious themes about the loss of his father. Um, it's one of the most well done rap songs I've seen in a while. Also, the baby is like the new big rap artist. Like he's everywhere these days. He's probably gonna win. As my brother likes to say, he's probably gonna win the um, the Grammy for best new artist in like five years because that's how on top of rap the grammys is but he's like he's nice. the big thing in rap now i uh, if you're gonna listen right. to any the baby song intro by the baby is great 
What? Actually, know what my song is? What? You know what my song is. John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt. John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt. Da, 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 John. You know, I was planning on putting the music, but Ezra took it here for me. You just put that a loop of me singing that as the intro. Um, uh, the the Borch Goldstein parody of Stan for you, Team Viking. <laughs> That's a good one. Um, well, I thought nice. you were going to say, I thought you were going to say Shachar to bring it off. Oh, also that. I don't know, I have a lot of songs. Also, um, Hot Girl. Bummer. Uh, book, book, the big short. I actually just read it recently. I've never, I've never read it, which is shocking. It's really a, a great read if you haven't read it. Um, also, the the economy is going to collapse anytime now, so it's nice to read a book about what happened last time the economy collapses before it collapses. I literally had this exact thought process last year, and I guess, yeah, I and then over uh, Shavuos, I read the big short. Yeah, isn't it not also just a really good book? I read it a year or ago. Yeah. It's solid. Uh, um, also, um, podcast uh, special effects by Tiny Levitt. Um, listen That's to it. Kind. Rate it five stars. Let's go. Let's get him. Let's get, him let's get him. Let's get him that blue check. Let's get him that blue check. Fuck, fuck Joe Rogan. Honestly, well, what's your beef with Joe Rogan? Because he. I don't. I, I just like beef. <laughs> All right. So, I Tiny, mean, supposedly, supposedly like he's very supposedly, good at what he does. Supposedly. Uh, Supposedly, people in the podcast industry don't like him, so I'm just like kind of rolling with it. I don't particularly care about him enough to like have my own opinion, so I'll just roll with that one because it's more interesting. Right, like he's very type A, he's a bit of a know-it-all, but like he's very well spoken. Also, like he's good at what he does. Let's not turn this into a Joe Rogan fight. Tani, take us home. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I wanted uh, this. I this honestly, this idea came up to me uh, when I was listening to this song. Uh, ten out of ten. It's like stylized ten. Forward slash 10 by Rex Orange County. And I thought it because it's just like, it felt like a song that like takes you from the winter to the summer. And like the summer is when we're all going to come back together for uh, for like more like substantive stuff. And it was like, it was, it's a very evocative song. And it's like really cool. It's like two and a half minutes long, but it has like a number of different things. Like got two verses, a bridge, and like three choruses. And it's just like really fun. Uh, so that, that's my song, Rex Orange County, 10 out of 10. Uh, book Joey knows that I I just finished this Boomtown by Sam Anderson. He's like a guy from the New York Times Magazine, and he like basically like wanted to write a story about the Oklahoma City Thunder in 2013, and then it just turned into a book about Oklahoma City through the eyes of the basketball team, and it's awesome. It, uh, it, it was it, Zach it is Lewis. awesome. Tony, you want to hear something? Uh, Nebuch? What? So I had it on audiobook, and like through the app, you get it for three weeks, so you have to give it back. Guess so. Guess how much time I had left, and this is not including double speed. So guess how much time I had left before my subscription ran out, and I needed to like put a new hold on it. I don't know, ten minutes. Forty minutes. That's tough. I just like That's I wasn't tough. paying attention to how much time was left in the book, and like I really just could have <laughs> finished it at any time. So that that's question. <laughs> so now I need to wait like another ten weeks till it's enough forty minutes. <laughs> That's so funny. So, uh, so that's Boomtown by Sam Anderson. Yeah, actually, uh, it's actually, a good read. I have a I have a wedding in Oklahoma City on July fourth, a Christian wedding. Oh, it's going to cool. be fun. It's my first Christian wedding. It's going to be my first uh, time in Oklahoma City, and it's going to be my first wedding on a Shabbos. So I'm oh, figuring so out how that's going to work. You should Dafka listen to this like on the flight or read on the flight. Yeah, I really should. You definitely should, especially it's, the first uh, few chapters, because really the first few yeah. chapters really talk about like, the interesting 
geography, both like the weather climate and just the physical layout of Oklahoma City. Like it's the biggest city, I think, in the world, right? By square mileage. No, yeah. Jackson, or, uh, at Jackson, least it was Jacksonville's larger than Oklahoma City. It was it was at a moment. It was it was at a moment. Ezra, Ezra, you might actually be uh, technically incorrect on that one. Don't bother. Listen to the book or read the book. And then my last one is a podcast. I wanted to make sure that um, one of my suggestions was something that like I haven't listened to or read either. So Columbia House Party is a podcast uh, where like two sports writers who have solid music opinions. uh, They just like. Each episode is them talking about one of their favorite albums, and like they're most of the most of the episodes are like stuff that we've listened to. So they've got like Weezer, My Chemical Romance, Fall Out Boy, Third Eye Blind, Jimmy Eat World, uh, and then like other stuff that's uh, maybe a little less up our alley. But anyway, I thought it was cool, uh, and I'm gonna get to it sometime this off season. In okay, high school Justin Decklebaum and maybe Donny Singer, maybe Jacob Colbrano. They would always be singing on Black Parade. Uh, like, Donnie Singer, Donnie Singer. We did, we did what in 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 our group Battle of the Grades one year. Our um our song for Battle of the Grades was a parody of Black Parade called the Shiva of Chevron. Not bad, not bad. <laughs> it was, it was yes, good. Parody. Be, I still remember. They'd always be singing it. They'd always be singing it. And, like I didn't know the song, yeah. and I thought it was like a Jewish song. I like, still, I still, I still, young boy. It sounds like a Jewish song. Did you know the lyrics? That it was great. It was like when I was a young boy, my father took me into the city to see. But it was like, but it was like this t- took me into the shtetl to see the great yeshiva. Like that was like the whole song. It was very funny. This is ridiculous. Um, okay. By the way, there was never a shtetl in Hebron, for the record. <laughs> Just quickly, um, the so. Oklahoma City is number eight in terms of land, in terms of actual square miles for cities. Um, the Fuck top, you. the top four are all in Alaska, so that doesn't count. Um, in the continental United States, it's Jacksonville is first, then two cities in Montana, Anaconda, Montana, and Butt, Montana, or Butte, I think it's pronounced, and then Oklahoma City. Wow. So there you go. There you go. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I forgot that the Deckel Bomb was on my goss. Okay, wait. We have to go out with this. This is a wild piece of thing. Okay. So, okay. Uh, okay. So this, this is going to be the last thing for a while. Ezra, you know, unless, like I said, we, we see the impossible one, yeah. and, and Ezra and Ezra starts dating someone. Yeah. So as, as we all know that I, I'm especially single right now. So I'm on the swipes. And the other day I matched with a girl on on one of the apps her name is jamie her name is jamie okay her name is jamie well so we schmooze she teaches she's a preschool teacher uh she's sweet she's cute nice enough so so we so we have like a couple conversations nothing long and and i said to her you know this has been really nice uh you want to grab a drink on saturday night and she was like yeah well about that and i was like uh what and she says i live pretty far and i was like how far are we talking and she was like i live in ireland Zang. <laughs> Why was she on your swipes? I know. Apparently, apparently, her friend like went in as a prank and changed her settings to Nashville, Tennessee, a place she has never been, and didn't tell the friend. And so, like this girl Jamie, she like realizes it when like all of a sudden she's like matching with people who are like super far away, and for some reason she doesn't have her location on, so I can't see how far away she is. And I go through she this whole that conversation. She thought you were a redhead, so you're probably Irish. She's like, yeah, I knew the whole time that we were in different places. 
And then she says, well, you know, so jokingly, I said, so I take it that's a no on the drink. And she was like, well, we can do a phone call and have a drink together, just not in person. I've been in a long distance relationship before. That's wild. No, no, no. That's wild. That's wild. That's wild. No, 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 no. No, no, no. Like Like this happened, like this conversation happened yesterday. Like this is literally and no. and I will I, I so I said to this girl I like I was like I need to extricate myself because she's genuinely s- seems to be thinking that this is a possibility to have drinks over the phone uh, and, and begin a long distance relationship. No. So I was like, yeah, why don't we just follow each other on Instagram and then we can see each other's shenanigans from afar. And she was like, oh, yeah, 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 okay. So in this Shabbos correct, I turn on my phone. And sure enough, this girl, Jamie, is like, <laughs> added me on Instagram. Okay, but and... what relationship is more likely to pan out? You and Jamie or Ezra and Broadway girl? Probably him and Jamie. Yeah, didn't want to say it. But now I'm like, I'm like on her Instagram. Like, she barely has any pictures of herself. It's all just memes. Like, teacher memes. Like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yeah, I know. This 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 girl, that, that was a wild thing. So I, I don't know what I'm going to do tonight. I was kind of banking on her saying yes uh, for plans tonight. So oh, it's it's now 8.19. Honestly, I, I'll probably just produce this now. Yeah, let's just, I don't know. just go for Ma- it. I don't All know. Right. I kind of want to do something. I recommend one. Black Parade as a song. <laughs> I recommend John Jacob Jiggleheimer Schmidt. I think I'm going to do that as the intro and outro. Joey oh, wait, says uh, Black Parade. intro by the baby as the intro. <laughs> oh, I was planning on just playing it for the first time when you said intro by the baby. Oh, yeah, that works also. That's good. It's a great song. It's a good song. A great song. There are other the baby songs. Uh, no, there are other baby songs. People should listen Bop to. Bop is really good. Shug is really good. Yeah. Intro is the best. Yeah. You know, actually, you know what other song? And, and I may or may not what, keep vibes? this in. Do you like vibes? No. Vussy Bop by uh, Storm. Oh yeah, Vussy Bop's famous. Yeah, it's a famous song. Black I know it's all sick the song, Brit- though, all the all the been... British people love it. You go anywhere in England, yeah. they love that song. Love yeah, uh, Vussy Bop is probably my favorite Stormzy song. I've been pretty into him recently. Yeah, all right, Joe, you got any parting words, Ezra? We've been on here for well over an hour and a half now. Uh, if, you want, if you want to know another famous song, uh, "Stairway to Heaven" by Led Zeppelin, um, "Twist and Shout" by the Beatles. Um, I just want to say that um, it's piano man, Billy Joel. It's been a great season. I'd like to give a shout out to Tani and Joey for doing such a great job on the podcast, especially Tani for producing it every every single uh, week. I look forward to Relationship Rewind when it eventually hits. Uh, look look, look out for Relationship Rewind, come full listeners. It's coming soon. We don't know when. We have to convince some people that they actually want to talk about their failed relationships on a podcast. <laughs> um, but look out for it. Um, yeah, I don't think it's coming soon. I think Relationship Rewind already came. We're seeing this episode. Oh, it already came. That was, that was good. Go on. And uh, yeah, go Niners! Let's go. Let's get Jimmy GQ a porn uh, a porno. <laughs> I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Uh, as as I said earlier, would watch for purely academic reasons. I'm a Jimmy Retro. All right, and that's that. We'll see you next season. Um, what about this? So, like, John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt is my name, too. So why is it just that whenever he goes out, the people shout there goes, John Jacob, J- John Jacob Jingle, John Jacob Himmelheimer Schmidt. Like, what do they yell when I go out, you know? John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt. Beautiful estrogen.